What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Red Zone Radio. Oh, oh my gosh. Wow. There is uh, so much. So, whew. Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. Last night, Raiders get Devontae Adams. Uh, this just broke. Juju Smith-Schuster to the Chiefs. Uh, man, this is... Uh, is this not an amazing time of year to be a sports fan? I mean, you got this news going on. March Madness is going on right now. Craziness. There is just so much craziness going on. Um, all right. So despite the reports, apparently Deshaun Watson signed with Cleveland. Or, or and and look, it's. Uh, I I said the other day this move makes sense to me personally. Um, this is being reported by Adam Schefter. He said, uh, what is, uh, so, so one hour ago, he put Deshaun Watson aside, he wants to, on his Instagram, Deshaun Watson aside, he wants to play for the Cleveland Browns in a stunning change of events per sources. Watson has informed the Houston Texans that he's now willing to waive the no trade clause and his contract to be dealt to Cleveland. It is now up to the Texans and Browns to finally get a trade agreement for Watson. Moore is now the third highest paid receiver in the NFL. Okay. Uh, and then it looked like Deshaun Watson getting a new contract. Uh, right before that, he put every dollar of Deshaun Watson's new five-year $230 million deal as guaranteed per sources, setting a new record for the highest guarantee given to an NFL player. Uh, Browns and Watson's agent combined to make history. Then it says what is now thought to be the final compensation today's trade. Browns get Deshaun Watson a fifth-round pick. Texans get three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and a fourth-round pick. Okay. This is perfect. This is perfect for the Browns, and here's why. You don't have to give up anything. (laughs) Let me rephrase that. You don't have to give up any of your pieces. You don't have to give up any of your already developed pieces. Yeah, you had to give up some draft picks. Three first-round picks. Okay. Let me tell you something. And you guys know my guy in the draft this year is Jameson Williams. Okay? That, like, that is, that's... That's probably my guy this year that I think is going to be an absolute game changer this year in the draft, James Williams. Okay, let me tell you something about these first-round picks. As much as teams love first-round picks, the Rams don't have a first-round pick. They won a Super Bowl. Um, Wouldn't you rather have Deshaun Watson than a super talented receiver out of college? Um, Wouldn't you rather have a—I mean, the Browns— this is why I think the Browns, and this is where you got to credit the Browns. They're willing to empty their bank for Deshaun Watson. And it's a and it's a smart move. It's a good move, in my opinion. Why? Because Deshaun Watson is a game changer. He is an absolute game changer to the position. And you have to think about it in terms of this. And by the way, they still have to, they're still going to get something for Baker, too. So don't forget about that fact. But... The Browns acquiring Deshaun Watson is huge, and this is why. The amount of talent, the the Browns have had this issue now for the past three to four years, I would argue. Probably more the past three, but nonetheless. Like, like they've got players. They, they got dudes on the defense. They've, they've had dudes, right? Um, they've had, you know, they got Miles Garrett. They got uh, John Johnson, Denzel Ward. They had Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Now they have uh, Amari Cooper, 
great O-line. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they got dudes. The problem was, or at least the problem that everyone was pointing to was, it's a quarterback issue. Now, Baker Mayfield, it's going to have a market. He's terrific. He's a good quarterback. People are going to want him. But the reality for the Cleveland Browns was we've got a short window with this team. How long are we going to be able to keep Miles Garrett? And how long are we going to be able to keep Denzel Ward? And how long are we going to be able to keep these great O-line and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Do you know how long as, as an organization we've been in the dust? We feel like... We finally got the head coach right. And we feel like we finally got the talent right. And we feel like we finally got the GM right. Do we want to move forward with Baker Mayfield and say we got him right? Or do we want to know that we have the quarterback position right with Deshaun Watson? And it's not to say that Baker Mayfield's not the right option for a quarterback. He's got a market. But they're like, you know what? We've got a load of roster. Let's take a swing. And they took a swing and they get the quarterback. Now, before anyone gets too excited here, let's not forget there's still there, we don't know what exactly is going to happen in terms of the NFL suspension, the civil suits, all of that. And 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 but who you are, I mean rank the rank those rank those quarterbacks uh <laughs> rank the quarterbacks in the AFC North right now. You I mean, Burrow, you could put an argument. Lamar, you can make an argument. Deshaun, talent-wise, you can make an argument. Whew, I mean, I mean, that is going to be that is going to be a loaded stack division. Now, I do want to talk about this. What you're going to hear a lot of this weekend and and throughout next week as people try to break down the trade is they're going to say, "Well, I mean, uh, Baker. Tip right now, you have two camps. Right now, you got Baker's." side you got Browns fan you got Browns that are opposed to Baker and what people and our Browns fans are saying well Baker just didn't do a lot because we gave him a lot and and the other side is well Baker Mayfield won the first playoff game for the Browns and I'm gonna say this both are true I would argue both are true hats off to Baker Mayfield hats off to Baker Mayfield he's gonna get a new start and he won the Browns the first playoff game. Listen, that's a feat that not many people are going to be able to say. That's a feat that not many people have. And you can say, you know, well, they had talented, but it doesn't matter. A play, and, I, and I went into this the other day, so I'm not trying to bring it all back out and, re, and rehash this point. But look, he won the first playoff game. And in the opposite spectrum, you can't say the Browns didn't give him anything because they gave him a talented roster. And I would say, to be honest with you, the thing just ran its course. I, I think two sides ran its course. You heard too many different rumors, too many different stories. Baker never could seem to catch a break from the media or anybody. And so I, I think it's best for both sides. And I'll tell you one thing. How good, if you're a Browns fan, do you feel about your quarterback now? Listen, you're like, you know what? Russell Wilson comes to the conference. Joe Burrow is a Super Bowl quarterback already. But we got a guy that can compete with him. We got talented. We got his fighting chance in the AFC now. And man, is the AFC going to be so stacked and loaded next year. And I wish... <laughs> it's funny, we're talking about this. Sitting here in March. 
we still got a long time, man. I wish the NFL, I wish there's NFL season already. This, I mean, this would be so fun. This could be so fun to watch, and I cannot wait. Wow, that is a that's a huge, huge trade. That's all. That is that is awesome for Browns. All right, let's talk about another blockbuster trade. Blockbuster trades happening everywhere. Um, look. Uh, the uh, Raiders signed Devontae Adams. So, can I ask you a question right now in the AFC West? Can you confidently, because people have been giving the Raiders kind of a hard time. Can you really confidently sit there and say right now today that the Raiders are the worst team in that division? I mean, I don't know, but they had a pretty guard, they had, they had a pretty darn good week this week. Signing Chandler Jones. They got Max Crosby back. People can give Derek Carr a hard time all they want. He's a great quarterback. Um, Josh Jacobs, uh, not to mention you get Devontae Adams. And in the first round, you could draft another weapon. So uh, the AFC West is going to just add another talented piece to the AFC West. Now let's talk about what that means for the Packers. And it's not good. The Packers have had a rough offseason. Isn't it funny? We all thought, Aaron would be the one leaving the Packers, but it's Devontae Adams, the one that's leaving the Packers. And uh, you know, you know, it's it's a it's it's a funny to say um, that it's 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 interesting in the aspect when when you're looking at um, when you're looking at Devontae Adams and the Raiders, you get the instant connection with him and Carr. We got another weapon for Carr. And by the way, and I don't know who's going to take a swing, but Julio Jones is on the market. You know someone's going to acquire him. Um, I mean, there, there are just... I, I, this is the biggest offseason I can remember in a long time, and that's including the Brady to the Bucks one because the thing about that... Now, that was a big offseason too because DeAndre Hopkins went to the Cardinals and Tom Brady went to the Bucks. Those were probably the two biggest trades, but... Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. Deshaun Watson go to the Browns. Uh, I mean Khalil Mack signing with the uh, Chargers. Man, I've t- free agency is where you win games. People and and we and by the way, I love the draft too. Everybody loves to draft, and you're gonna get a steal. There's gonna be a steal in the second round, and there's gonna be a great prospect in the first round. But the reality with the draft is. It's so hard to gauge how good a player is going to be in the NFL because despite how much talent they have, how good they are, you you can you can have a rough estimate for it. But at the end of the day, you really don't know how well their talent will translate to your playbook, your your schemes, um, your team. Your opponents, you really don't know. You have, you can have an estimate, an educated guess, certainly, but you really don't know what's going to translate. And uh, man, and and the so so uh, Devonte Adams to the Raiders. Uh, listen, I understand that Deshaun Watson was in the AFC, but he was on a team where it just wasn't going to have that much of an impact on the NFL. But now he's on a team which is like, okay, add another team. Add him to the list of top uh, AFC contenders. I mean, I mean, this is just... 
this is uh this is crazy. I mean, it makes sense. Listen, it's weird um, because of the fact that they were told they were out of it. It doesn't. It's not weird to me that he chose the Browns because they've got talent, right? I mean, they got talent everywhere. I think they were by far the best team. The only the only rough part of shooting the Browns would have been again, like I like I talked about the other days, was what's more important to you: path of least resistance or the team you're around. And it looked like to me. Um, Deshaun shows that the Browns are more important. And obviously, I'm sure the money the money had a little something to do with it too. But hats off to Listen, um, the Browns knew they had a chance here that they might not get again with this team. And I thought it was very, I think it's very smart because they knew this team had a window which was, which was, which was rough. Right, and here's why. Because if you stick with Baker, and there would have been out. By the way, I would have had absolutely no problem with the Browns stick with Baker because I think he's a good quarterback. But if you stick with Baker, do you always look back at this off season and go, "What would have happened if we would have went all in on Deshaun Watson?" Because and and I and I'm in the minority on this too because I I happen to believe that this quarterback draft class is pretty decent. Uh, Matt Corral, Matt Corral, I'm sorry from Ole Miss. I think he's my he's my quarterback from this class. I think he's gonna be a stud. But I mean, you really don't know about these guys. Like I just said with the draft, you really don't know. As much as I love Matt Corral, as much as I wrote, love Jameson Williams, uh, as much as I love Chris Olave, as much as I love Baker Mayfield, with Deshaun Watson, you're like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He can elevate our team. He can take us to the next level. So, um, man, those two trades, though, are huge. And let's not forget about the most recent one, Juju Smith-Schuster to the Chiefs. Um, This is clearly a pretty big deal, given the fact that... Listen, th- th- I'll tell you why I think this is... So, um, this was I, this was smart by the Chiefs because they saw the they they saw the Raiders, they saw the Raiders getting Devonte Adams yesterday, and they're like, you know, we love Tyreek Hill, and we love uh, you know Hardman and all these guys on our team, Travis Kelsey, but as much as we love Pat Holmes and everybody, we could really use another pizza. Now I will say, I will say. The one thing that would concern me somewhat with the Chiefs heading into the next year is the fact that they did not, obviously you still got the draft, but they did not add a whole lot of, they, they didn't add a whole lot to that defense. Uh, you know, and, and you're in a division now with studs everywhere. Star players everywhere, star quarterbacks everywhere, star receivers everywhere. And so I think this um, offseason you're going to have to. You're going to have to make a move um, on them. You're, you're, all right, sorry, by the draft you're going to have to move on. Some sort of edge rusher or something like that um, if you don't buy the free agency. But, man, there are still some good quarter. There are still some good receivers out there. Uh, 
Juice Smith Schuster sign. Uh, also, you can make an argument today was a pretty bad day for the Steelers. Sorry, Steelers fans, but uh, <laughs> Steelers lose uh, Juju Smith Schuster, who was a pretty good weapon for them. And then they had the news of Deshaun Watson coming into division. So that's uh, that's that's certainly a little rough, but man, what what off season this has been? In the past twenty four hours, in the past twenty four hours, Devontae Adams get traded, Sean Watson to the Browns, Juju Smith Schuster uh, to the Chiefs. You know the other thing with the Browns is they they still are gonna. I imagine now that they have Deshaun, they're still going to make a move for. Uh, they're still they're going to trade Baker and and they may get. Um, you know you. Uh, they may get a, they 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 they're probably going to get a second round pick, maybe a first if they if they want. And if you find the right team, you you probably will be able to get a first for him because. One of the beauties of players in free agency. And I and I think this is just a huge thing for coaches. And and I love I love the draft, right? Like I'm gonna have a mock draft probably coming out next week. You know, it's already my second one. I, I love the draft. I think we as fans love the draft because we see these players in college. You know, we see Chris Olave and Jameson Williams in college, and they're just stars, right? But the reality is, the reality is, you don't know. For sure, and like I just said, you don't know for sure what you're going to get. And when you see Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral um, and Kenny Pickett and these guys in the draft, and maybe in your team in the in your team sitting there at the first round pick, and you're like, you know, what? Browns aren't going to have a first round pick. Did they want our first round pick, and we get Baker Mayfield? I mean, we know what we're getting in Baker Mayfield, especially. By the way. If you're an NFC team and you're looking into a quarterback and you get Baker Mayfield, I would be ready to rock and roll. If if you're the Saints, I would right now I'd make a run at Baker Mayfield. Why? Because you just another top contender in your conference. You can make an argument just got knocked out yesterday. Devontae Adams leaving the Packers is huge. They're paying Aaron Rodgers all sorts of money. They just lost Devontae Adams. They don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of uh choices to make. Uh in terms of everybody else in the 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 Cowboys got worse this offseason. And Kyler Murray, as much as I love Kyler Murray, we don't know what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals right now. Russell Wilson left the division. And so if you look at the top three quarterbacks in the conference, probably, right? Whatever order you want to put them in. Brady, Rodgers, Stafford. Well, in my opinion, you could take Rodgers. In my opinion, you could take Rodgers out of it, right? Okay. Then you get Brady. Um. So Brady is going to be an issue, obviously. But that's one team. And Stafford's going to be an issue, but they did lose Andrew Whitworth, and they did lose Von Miller, so so they're so they decline. Uh, the Cardinals are probably going to be a problem when they get 
Kyler Murray back, but nonetheless, drama there. They lose Chandler Jones. So you make a run at Baker Mayfield in the NFC. You're a team like the Saints, maybe. Hey, you got players. You've got guys. Baker Mayfield, although not Drew Brees, is Drew Brees-esque, if you will, in the sense of his playing style, in the sense of I, I really honestly do feel like Sean Payton, I'm sorry, not Sean Payton. <laughs> just so used to, uh, just so used to him coaching there. But I really do honestly feel like if you're the Saints and you're heading into next year, you still got players. You're still in an easy division, even though Tom Brady came back. And by the way, this is why Tom Brady came back. And now you know, hey, Deshaun's not coming to the NFC, so the quarterback talent in the NFC is deprived right now. The quarterback in the NFC is the talent in the NFC is deprived right now. And so, you know, if you're if you're a team, don't feel like Baker's not gonna get you anywhere because he's gonna get you somewhere in the in the NFC, certainly. I honestly feel like the Browns were fine with him until they saw the shot. Listen, in order for the Browns to, to have moved off Baker Mayfield this offseason, and I really do I, I do feel this way, it had to take what it took, meaning it had to take all the the perfect storm had to come up, which was Deshaun Watson's available. Oh, and uh, our our conference just got way more loaded with talent. Russell Wilson came into the conference. Okay, Mick Trubisky in the vision, who is an upgrade in my opinion of Ben Roethlisberger from last year. Came into the division. Okay. Lamar Jackson's going to be back. Okay. Joe Burrow went to Super Bowl. Okay. Josh Allen's going to be back. Oh, by the way, they got Von Miller. Okay. Khalil Mack joined the conference. Okay. Uh, Chandler Jones joined the conference. Devontae Adams joined the conference. We need to make a move. And the perfect storm happened and forced them to move on from Baker Mayfield. But if you're in the NFC, I would not feel for a second like getting Baker Mayfield is a, is a rough is is a rough idea or, or a bad thing. I would I would feel comfortable with that, certainly. Alright, but man, awesome day in the NFL. One more thing. Just one more thing before you go. Um I'd like to read to you just before I wrap up this episode, I'd like to read to you a Bible verse. This Bible verse comes from the book of Luke. You may have heard this before. It is the parable of uh, it's the parable of the lost coin. And this is, you know, I did, a, I read a Bible verse last, I, I, I don't know if it's this week or last week, but it was about, uh, essentially what it was about was the parable of the prodigal son, which I'm sure many people heard. But in the Bible, Jesus actually tells this uh, parable right before that parable and it's shorter but the matches is the same and it's just a it's just a beautiful message this she's talking he says or what woman having 10 silver coins if she loses one coin does not light a lamp sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it and when she has found it she calls her friends and neighbors together saying rejoice with me for i have found the peach the peace which i lost likewise i say to you their joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Listen, 
do you want to know what almost almost every single sin where it comes from what the what what the purpose of us sinning is it's to please ourselves with whatever it may be but it's to please ourselves however it may happen meaning when we sin this is the, this is the problem when people look at christianity they say oh you can't do anything fun that's not the case god didn't god built us that so that not only we can have fellowship with him but it's not that he doesn't want you to enjoy your life it's that he is putting these guides for us because what happens when we go outside these guys well i'll tell you what happens we get to the point where we're so self-absorbed in trying to help ourselves by whatever means ha- by whatever means possible, we do not care about the people we hurt to do it. If a man commits, or a spouse, I should say, commits adultery, all you're trying to do is please yourself. You don't care about the you don't care about the family that you're potentially tearing apart, or you don't care about your spouse that you potentially dam that you that you are emotionally damaging. Because all you care about is your own sexual pleasure. If you murder somebody, whether it's to cover something up, whether it's for anger, you're doing that to relieve yourself, try to cover something up for yourself, and you don't care about who you're murdering. You don't care about the family that you're tearing apart. And and you could and you could, and you could really break down everything like this the same as if you're addicted to drugs potentially you know maybe potentially on the on the verge of overdosing on drugs someone overdosing drugs they're so consumed with trying to feel pleasure and satisfaction that they don't care that not only are they damaging themselves but they're damaging their family they're damaging everything around them and that's what the devil's, one of the devil's greatest lies is, is the fact that he is willing. Do, do you know what the difference really is between, because there's a lot of things. I'll give you an example. Sex is one of them. That are, that are okay in God's eyes in a specific instance and not okay in the other eyes. And other instances in his eyes. And here's what I mean by that. Sex is okay in God's eyes. Between a man and a woman. That are married. Okay. But. This is what the devil does. He says okay. He says. Now let me do anything possible. To try to get this person. To do. To be sexually immoral. Outside the confines of a man and a woman in marriage. And he convinces you, he convinces you that you need to be satisfied with sex. Or he convinces someone that is addicted to drugs that he needs those drugs. And eventually, you get so used to pleasing yourself with this stuff. You get so used to pleasing yourself with sin, whether it's drugs, whether it's sex, whether whatever whether it's lying, whatever it is, maybe you lie, and you say, "Well, lying is not pleasing yourself." Well, when you lie, 
for convenience, you're lying for yourself. and You don't care about who you might be damaging with your lies. And the problem is, most people tell you, I'm not trying to damage somebody, and I, and I will, and I will um, agree with that person. I would say that most people aren't trying to damage people with their sin. They're not trying to damage people with the sin that they're committing, but they're so blinded, they're so self-absorbed, Satan has talked them into that pleasure is the only thing that matters, and it tears families apart, it ruins people's life. That's what happens when you sin against God. And that's, by the way, that's exactly what Satan did to Adam and Eve, is it not? God said, think about it. God allowed them to eat fruit. God had tons and tons of trees and tons and tons of fruit for them to eat off of, right? And somehow... The enemy talked them into eating the one fruit that they weren't allowed to have. He said, eat of every single one, but don't eat of this one. But because of that because of that sinful nature, because of that self-pleasure that we just need to have, he talked them into it. And they ate it, and off humanity fell with the rest of them. But I, but I, I do have another thing to say about this which is even though we're all sinners and even though we're all searching for self pleasure and self gratification I think something else is important is because we're all searching for something which is satisfaction you will not be satisfied with your life until you put on the throne who needs to be put on the throne of your life? Jesus. You need to put him on the throne of your life. And you will feel satisfied. It's not that you're never going to have problems. The Bible guarantees you're going to have problems in this life. As a matter of fact, Proverbs says. That God. God reigns on the just and the unjust. It reigns on the just and it reigns on the unjust. And that could be with pleasures, that could be with good stuff, and that could be with bad stuff. But you're going to have problems in this life. But you will always feel satisfied and, and you will have a joy deep down in your soul because you'll have something that's very important to humans, which is hope. We all want hope. And I got a question for you. If you're sitting there today and you're listening to this and you're saying, I don't want to listen to this. I don't believe in God. What is your hope? Do you really have any? You're going to go. We're all going to die. Everybody's time. Everybody, Everybody has a day. But is your hope going and rotting in the ground? Is that really how you're going to stake your life off of? You have no foundation for your life. You have no hope. You go through hope. You go through life miserable. Yeah, you'll have seasons of happiness. Everybody does. But it will pass. You're never going to be satisfied until you have that yearn, 
until you have that just longing in your soul satisfied, which is to be one and which is to be saved and and worship the creator of the universe. When you put Jesus Christ on the throne of your life, watch what happens. Listen, you get a lot of pastors out there and and they talk about Oh, you're gonna you're gonna physically prosper. You're gonna have millions of dollars when you give your life to Christ. You're gonna have mansions. You're gonna have cars. You're not gonna be able to hold off all the blessings. And while I'm not saying God will not help you to prosper, that's not what the gospel is about. You want to prosper? truly spiritually prosper be happy in this life be satisfied you got to put Jesus Christ on the throne there's a reason why all these millionaires out there these people have all sorts of money they keep on buying stuff because they're trying to fill their soul with things and money it's all temporary I'm sure you've heard it before you're not taking a U-Haul with you when you die I'm taking anything here with you when you die. Everything you have is temporary except for your soul. Billy Graham uh, has a beautiful little clip on this where he said, you can have, Jesus, he said, Jesus pretty much said you could have all the oil in the Middle East and all the philosophy in the world and all the, and all the jewels and the riches and Egypt, and everything. But what would it be worth it? And this was Jesus' verse now. Jesus said, what would it be worth it if you had all that? What a profit you if you had all that and you gave up your own soul? And Billy Graham said, and some of you are, are giving up your soul for just some of the world. You don't even have all the world. Nobody does. So I'm going to tell you right now. If you come to Jesus and you come to Christ and you're just like, and you might be looking at your life and you're like, this is hard. You're like, maybe, uh, but what if what, I'm addicted to drugs? Doesn't matter. But I, but I, I, I've been sexually immoral. Doesn't matter. But I, 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 I've, murdered somebody doesn't matter Jesus said repent and believe in the gospel now that doesn't mean you're not going to be required to change you are you're going to have to turn from your sins and you're going to fall God knows it Proverbs says the righteous man falls seven times and yet he rises again you're going to fall but the question is are you going to come to Christ? Because when you come to Christ and you put him on the throne of your life and you you repent of your sins and you trust in him as your savior, that longing in your soul is going to be gone. The satisfaction is going to be there. Get off. I'm urging you, man. I, I'm, if you're listening to this, maybe you run from God. Maybe you never understood the implications of the cross. But the truth is, we all have sinned. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. 
but the implications across is God can't overlook sin, but he can say when he looks at Jesus on the cross, for anyone who has trust in Jesus as a Savior, he can say, hey, their fine has been paid. Their punishment is done. The Bible says there's no combination for those who are in Christ Jesus. Your fine can be paid. Your, your soul can stop longing when you come to Jesus. It's going to be hard to give up everything in your life. I know. But you got to turn from your sin. Don't let your sin. Don't let your sin take you to hell. Don't sell your soul for a little bit of this world. That's the greatest lie the devil ever told. Is that this world is worth it for your soul. No, it's not. All the money in the world isn't worth your soul. All the sex in the world isn't worth your soul. All the drugs in the world isn't worth your soul. When you come to Jesus... He will satisfy that longing in your soul and give you this peace that you cannot explain because the Holy Spirit comes to live in you. You say, well, what do I got to do to come to Jesus? Well, it's pretty simple. It's a free gift. You have to repent of your sins. Jesus said, repent and believe in the gospel for the kingdom of God's hand. The gospel is Jesus. Repent of your sins. Confess them to God. Say, dear Father, I know I messed up. I confess. I confess of your sins. And you tr- put your faith in Jesus Christ. And I pray right now that the Holy Spirit is convicting whoever listened to that so that you come to Jesus right now. If you have any questions about this, feel free to DM me at Red Zone underscore radio. I'd be happy to help anybody. DM me. But do not sell your soul for the riches of the world. It's not worth it. And one other thing, I'll just like to say a quick prayer for you, dear Father. I ask that whoever listens that you touch their heart, you convict them with the Holy Spirit, you let them know that they they have a need of a Savior, but He will save them when they trust in Him. In Jesus' name, and power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you are still listening, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.